You better not pout. You better not cry. You better not ask for a Nerf gun. I'm telling you why. Hello, this is Karen. And this is Kevin. And, and this, this is, is Right From, from us. us. Did you see that story about that poor little kid? I did. At the, San- at the I, Santa I Mall, that. whatever, yeah, Mall pretty, Santa. That's pretty sad. I mean, that's awful. He said, no, no, you don't need a Nerf gun. But but that's what I really want. Well, maybe your dad can buy it for you, but I'm not going to bring it for you. Maybe some Legos or something is what he said. Yeah, you know, the you think that the Santa Claus would have some kind of canned answer like, ho, 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 you can't have, you know, are you sure you want that? Well, I something? thought the mom handled it beautifully because she said she kind of leaned down and whispered in his ear, that's okay, honey, he's not the real Santa. The real Santa will bring you a Nerf gun. I don't know, as a parent, how would you handle it? I would have just kind of, I probably would have just gone along with it and then just said, you know, something like, he's not the real Santa yeah. or, you know. I thought she well, handled it great. Or we'll, we'll see what he brings. He, he may have just been saying right. that or something, you know. Right. I don't know. I just thought his response was pretty inappropriate given the time and place. I mean, there's a time and place to push something like that. But when you're playing, you've been hired to play a role to bring happy magic you know, to, to these children and then to say, no, no, you, you don't need that. That's not, you don't need that toy. Yeah, apparently he got fired. Well, as he should. And the company brought the toys to the kid, the, the company that makes, I think it's Nerf Hasbro. Guns. Oh, Hasbro. really? Yeah. Good. He brought I think the, that's they awesome. They brought the toys to the, to the kid. Look, so. you may not agree with everything that someone says or wants, but that is not, that's not up to you to make that decision. I guess what if a kid asked for something really bad, like a, you know, a bomb or something. You can't tell me that those Santa Claus, those that they hire, do not have some kind of script or something to say when a kid asks for something outrageous. Because I'm sure kids, being kids, probably do it just to be kind of funny. You know, they don't. They, I'm sure they're not serious. I hope they're not serious. I, I never. Whenever I sat on Santa Claus's lap, I was just always so in awe. It's like you know, I, I remember asking for a rock'em sock'em robot one time. Oh my gosh, I remember those. And I, I didn't get it because my mom thought it was too violent. <laughs> <laughs> kind of goes with the Santa Claus thing, but yeah. nope, no kids, you don't need a Nerf gun. Yeah. You know, I don't think I ever went to see Santa. Are you serious? Yeah, I was too shy because that's one of those things where it's like, that's great that you're going to bring me something, but I don't want to talk to you because I mean it was just yeah. And when you think about it, it's kind of silly, like the Easter Bunny and Santa Claus. I mean, here you're telling these kids, stranger danger, and, you know, stay away from people. But yet you're asking your children to go sit on the lap of some person that's got this big red suit on and this big white beard or Easter Bunny with the big ears. Do you remember when you stopped believing in Santa Claus? You know, I don't. I remember the exact moment. Are you serious? Uh I was in third grade, and we were all sitting there talking about Christmas in, in class, you know, third grade. And one of the girls piped up. She goes, you guys know that it's not really Santa Claus. It's your parents that bring the gifts, right? (laughs) And the whole class goes. (gasps) (laughs) Aw, what a terrible way to find out. But Oh, should we leave that on here? Because what if some. some Oh, maybe we should put a disclaimer on there. Kids under 12 shouldn't be listening to this podcast. (laughs) Oh, no. You just spoiled a bunch of Christmases for kids. Oh, you big Scrooge. <laughs> Actually, Scrooge is a good thing because, you know, Scrooge, Scrooge's heart grew three times yeah, at the end. That's true. Yeah, Scrooge is a good message. But, you know, I don't know. 
I don't think I even know the story of when our kids stopped believing in Santa. I'm sure somebody at school probably told them. We'll have to ask them about that. We'll have to ask them about that. But, I mean, we continued on. Even though I knew that they probably didn't, and some of the things they said I do for sure they didn't, we still, even to this day, I'll say, hey, you're going to come over so Santa can bring you gifts? You better give Santa a list because you never know what Santa's going to (laughs) bring. So, anyway. So, anyway. But I'm just glad that that, I don't know. It's just, it's, once again, people are just so arrogant to think that they ha- they feel like they have the right to tell you what you can and cannot do you or know, what you can or cannot think. Stuff it's just like, arrogant. Stuff stuff like that has probably happened all the time through, throughout the years. But now that everybody has a cell phone I and know, records everything, it's like now it's in, you know, can immediately post it to Facebook. It's like now everything well, that happens, it's bad. I everybody just, in the world knows about and can... Can I get feel upset sorry about. for the kid. I hope there's just no like mental repercussions for this. Like he's just thinking, oh, Santa's not giving me what I want because I've been naughty. You know, I've not been good. I've not been a good little boy. I don't know. I, I hope that's not the case, but still kind of shocking to, to hear that when he's been hired to play a role. When you are playing, or you're, when you're playing a role, you don't, there's none of you in that role. <laughs> you're playing a role. Keep your opinions to yourself. Anyway. Speaking of keeping opinions to yourself, you saw the the school teacher that oh, that drove up on a my gosh. She drove up on a. What, what were they doing? They were it was, they were just Trump no, Trump supporters, no, right? Well, President Trump supporters. I or? think they were. Well, they might have been, but I think the oh, protest. Oh no, it was about the virus, wasn't it? No, it was for an anti-lockdown protest. Oh, is what okay. these people were doing because whatever city, I think it was Oregon. Yeah, Oregon. That figures. They yeah right. They were, again, talking about locking down or they had just locked down and people were protesting because, again, lockdowns are a terrible idea, guys. You're killing our economy. And so they're on the side of the road exercising their freedoms to peacefully gather and protest. And this lady, I guess she was stuck in traffic or whatever because she was at a stop in the middle of the road. She rolls down her window and she starts screaming and raging at these people on the side of the road saying, F you B and F you this. And it's like, she just was out of control. She's like, I'm a school teacher and I've seen these kids families die. And she's giving them the finger and she's absolutely like spittle coming out of her mouth. Cause she's just raging. And it's like, what is wrong with you? When did it, it seemed like, when did it become okay for people to just to go completely berserk like that? I don't you know, know, but like the, highly the, the lady that was, you know, flipping off the Trump supporters at one time and smashed into the back of the car. She was, you remember that? She was, she was flipping off some Trump supporters while while she was driving, and then she smashed into the car before in front of well, her. Well, and there was another guy too that he actually stopped and was yelling at some Trump supporters on the side of the road. And one of the guys came running up to him, and he took off real fast, but he lost oh, control yeah. and ran into yeah. the lamppost. And it was like, and everybody was like, Whoa. instant karma. Well, it was instant karma. But what is so disturbing about this situation? Not only is she yelling and raging and acting like a lunatic, but she's a teacher. Which, I mean, dude, (laughs) where's your self-control? I feel like that's indicative of a lot of people nowadays. They just don't have any self-control. It's all about just raging. And there's so much anger and hate out there right now i just don't understand it and this is from the party of love and tall and intolerance 
It's like, yeah, love, I don't understand compassion. that. I guess that's the loving thing to do. Is this how you show love? That's how you love somebody is to completely go berserk like that, I guess now. I, I mean, <laughs> you watch this video and your mouth just drops because it's just like, she is just shaking. She's, she's so proud. She's, she's so a much school rage. teacher. I'm a school teacher. Yeah, I don't think I'd be. And you know what happened to her? They suspended her with pay, by yeah. the way. I mean, so basically she got a vacation for acting like a nut. Right. I don't know, man. I think that's just, and I, I just I, think that's indicative of people in general. I, I'm just trying not to watch videos like that where people are effing, you know, F word this, F word that. Just like, I just had enough of that, actually. I'm not going to even watch those things anymore. What kills me are these people that get all, get completely like, you know, when uh, Ruth Bader, Jean, whatever, I can never say her name. Ruth Bader Ginsburg. There you go. When she died, there were people, there were these liberals taking videos of themselves. It's like, absolutely, they've lost their minds, like yelling and screaming and they're videotaping themselves, which is bad enough, but then they put it online. It's like, why would you want to showcase yourself losing control like that? If you think you're making a point, you're not. You're just making yourself look like a fool. And you're making people on the other side. Well, you're just reinforcing this stereotype. Right. But I mean, were those were those videos really real, or is that just somebody going off like that so they can put a video on YouTube and try to get? I think it's a it little of both, honestly. Yeah. I think it's a little of both, but I just think that's again indicative of just people in general nowadays. Nobody is taught self control. Nobody's taught how to critically think, express their like, their anger in a constructive way. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You know. We, we live in a civilized society, and it's pretty civil, but then there's a lot of people that are just really not very civil. You know, I would days. almost disagree with that. I don't think we live in a civil society anymore. Look at all the riots, and yeah. and, and everybody is just, they but just poo poo it away. And don't you think that's kind of limited, though? That's the, I mean, there's a lot of that stuff going on. It's not really being covered by the news media, but there's a lot of that going on. But that's that's a small segment of the population don't you think i hope it is i don't know i hope it is but you know half the country voted for biden and not i'm not saying half well, the country is that crazy and loses control but i feel like the percentage is probably larger than it should be i, I mean know. that's under debate still so well, that is under debate that the, the texas lawsuit did get uh it, it got rejected by the supreme court but which i thought it would because they, they didn't Texas didn't have standing. They need to get somebody somebody from those states that lives in those states to basically to file, file it a on suit. Behalf. But then but then the thing about that is they would not be able to go straight to the Supreme Court like the state would. So that that was the thing about that's that was the thing that was pretty brilliant about that Texas lawsuit. It was a state suing another state. Yeah, and but that, you said the Supreme Court didn't, they're not even going to listen to it, right? Uh-uh. Yeah. They rejected so they it. failed it. Basically, yeah. they failed. They, well, they just rejected it. Excuse me. I don't think he's going to pull it off. We're running out of time. It's already December twelfth. It's just he's out of time. There's just no way. I mean, the, the only thing really I think that's out there still is the legislatures can assign different they're electors. They're not going to do that. Yeah, they're not going to do it. And if they did it, I think they're not going to do it largely because if they they know they, if they do, then the country is going to go. Crazy, like this woman in the car, this teacher from Oregon. 
They're just going to be so rage and filled. They're going to go out and get violent. They're going to they're going to riot in because you know you know that is going to happen if Trump ends yeah, up you, being you, declared the winner. You should invest in plywood because they'll pe- people have Isn't to board up their stores. Isn't that scary that we've yeah. reached that point in our in our society? Yeah. So no, I don't think he's going to pull it off. Yeah, well, uh, I mean, on election night, you remember all the Trump sh- supporters going around. Burning yeah, down there. Buildings. Were, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I'm going to have to do a little digging. I'm sure there was a riot somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not. I don't know. I know it's crazy. But I don't know. I I think at this point, I hate to say it, but I guess I've just kind of resigned myself into accepting that we're probably going to have a Biden Harris. President, vice president. And by the way, speaking of Biden and Hunter Biden, how about that? How about them apples? Well, that's that stuff. It's kind of curious how that stuff's coming out now after the election. You know, before the election, the news media just wrote it off and said, well, that's just a crazy, kooky Russian conspiracy theory. You know, I was listening to Sean Hannity on the way home from work the other day, and he was playing a montage of all the news, all the mainstream media after, I mean, the same script over and over and over again. There's no evidence. There's no evidence. There's no evidence. That that really just drives me crazy how they just say, this. these are all baseless claims, and there's absolutely no evidence. Well, they've got, like, you know. I know. Well, now they've had no of, choice but to recognize it. And I kind of think what you said was an interesting point, how you feel like this is the first nail in the coffin, basically, of getting Biden out of office and Harris in. It just makes you wonder yeah. if that's the end yeah, goal. Yeah, for sure. That may be the, the, the wheels are turning, it seems, on that. They're, you know, starting to bring up some things about Biden that, that they weren't before the election. So. Yeah. So what else do you have on your list to talk about today? Um, let's see. You know, uh, <laughs> something we had on the list last week that we didn't talk about was the, the uh, data expert that was testifying in the Arizona case about the evidence in the data uh, in the election case, and uh, his Twitter account was suspended while while he was testifying. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's and pretty I hear, wild. I heard that YouTube's going to start taking videos down, too, that reference anything about the election and fraudulent and cheating and things like that. <clears throat> <laughs> no thoughts apparently <laughs> can we talk about that <laughs> yes please <laughs> we might get we might get banned oh well i mean yeah I, I, I you know that's fine that you say that because i was thinking when we put this up we better not put any kind of title in reference to that because they probably would take it down how, how are they going to monitor that i wonder well they've got these third parties out there is there some kind of computer fact checking i think there is a computer program that that catches things like if you have music on your on your video well yeah there's they, like some kind of computer they flag it thing for copyright issues flags it yeah right. yeah so anyway th- there was that well i just think i don't it really bothers me that nothing seems to be and maybe there is something going on behind the curtain i don't know but it really bothers me that facebook and twitter and now youtube are are have gotten so big that nobody can stop them from just picking and choosing what is allowed on their platform. They need to make it so that these 
tech, these big tech media people are, they have the same rules and guidelines as these, you know, the newspapers and all kinds of uh, other publishers. You know what I mean? So there's some repercussions. They can't just, you can't censor people. You can't do this. This is not right. So what happens? And you know what, guys, right now it's, they're censoring the right. What's going to happen when they start censoring you? You see what I mean? Because I mean, it, it's always... I got, I got censored, that, and that really was disturbing. It is because disturbing. It, the thing that I got censored for was really just like, uh, 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 what do you, not, not sarcasm, but um, <laughs> like a joke. You know, it was a, it was a, a YouTube video that was a joke essentially, and they they censored it, saying this this contains data that's. Uh, I don't know. What did it say? Do I feel you like you're having a brain fart. <laughs> I, I, I am. Um, yeah. I, you can't even, you can't have a different opinion. That's a no-no. You have to think like the group. You have to group think. And you better not make fun of it or have any kind of jokes about it because they're going to cut that out too. Even if it's a parody or a satire, anything like that. So this is where we are. Yeah, satire. Satire is the word I was looking for that, the thing that I posted was satire and it had, it had important information. I thought about the, the virus, you know, the, the death rates on the virus. So I posted it on Facebook, which is a really pretty rare thing for me to do. I hardly ever post anything on Facebook. And then it came back as this, this video contains information that's under dispute or something like that. So that was irritating. Well, that the creator of that video you're talking about, JP. <laughs> got choked up over that. Yeah, awakening uh, with JP. Yeah, he first of all, he is hilarious. He he's is hilarious. Funny. He's he's, he he's has a great great guy. videos. He does. He has a, has a lot of really funny videos. But his latest video I actually watched today, and it was another satire where they were talking about be brave, think like us. You know, it's just, you have to watch it. It's really funny. It's called, what is it, Awakening with JP? Yeah. That's the name of his channel. Yeah. Anyway, this, at the very end of this video, he said, in all seriousness, he was talking about how his latest YouTube video had been taken down and that he was worried that his channel's going to be shut down because of just given the nature of what he does, which is make fun of all this stuff and just laugh at it because that's apparently that's a big no-no nowadays. Um, and he was talking about how, you know, if you will just go ahead and join my mailing list, just in case I disappear, you'll have a way to get a hold of me or, you know, communicate with me or whatever. So he's already thinking ahead to the possibility of YouTube just taking his channel down. Isn't that something that we live in a, an age when you can't even tell a joke? You can't even have satire without... I mean, isn't that pretty things. much communist? Isn't that's, that how communist China runs? How, I you can't say anything derogatory yeah. about the government? Yeah. That's scary. Yeah. That the USA, America, it's pretty is getting to that point. It's pretty crazy. And that's kind of, kind of like, I've said this before, but sort of like the book 1984, where they just, they would change, know. you know, they you couldn't say certain things, and they would change news stories that had already happened. They would go back and change them to fit the new the narrative, narrative, which is kind of what's happening with this this Hunter Biden thing, if you think about it. You know, the the, the information came out before the election, and they, the, the news media all said, well, this is false information. Mm-hmm. Now they're actually admitting some of it is true and, you know, saying that it w- basically it wasn't out there before. 
Well, they've launched an investigation against him now, right? An official investigation. Well, you know, the news just says, well, there's a, he has a tax issue. But the tax, apparently the FBI and the, you know, the IRS and everybody else is in on it. So, you know, what's crazy about this whole censorship thing and the kind of the direction of where our country is going, it's, it's not like we've never, ever heard of this happening before. I mean, we've had countries still to this day that run like this. And we are heading in that direction. And yet nobody wants to talk about it. Nobody wants to acknowledge it so that we can stop it. It's it's just well, it's so bizarre I, to me I how everybody are just kind of letting it happen. Not every, not everybody. And well, I think most people are. Well, people that are are against it and talking about it aren't aren't being allowed to talk about it. They're, yeah, they're getting their stuff censored. So anyway, um, AOC got an award this week. Oh, she did. She sure did. <laughs> I laughed so hard. I saw this on Twitter, and I laughed so hard. Yeah, AOC is what's what is it? Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. Cortez. She's a representative from New York. Yeah. Because let's see, who was it? Oh, it was Ben Shapiro. He got slapped for calling her AOC because it was disrespectful. So he now every time he talks about he goes talks about the honorable. Whatever her Alexandria name is. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. I, I don't care enough to learn it, to be honest. But AOC. Well, wasn't, I mean, on the on the front of some newspaper. She calls herself AOC. Her the, twiddle, the, hand, twiddle, 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 Twitter handle is AOC. On the front AOC. of a, a newspaper article that called her <laughs> AOC. By the way, she sells merch with AOC on Does it. Does she really? She's, didn't you hear the latest about her, her merch store? Yeah. She's trying to sell these sweatshirts for $58. Yeah. Tax the rich, AOC. <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah. AOC. First of all. I thought you weren't supposed to say that. <laughs> so anyway. You can afford a $58 sweatshirt anyway. Uh, Goya Foods, who um, spoke favorably of, about President Trump a few months ago, uh, then got slammed by the left for that and you know banned by the left. It, people were not... We're, we're boycotting Goya Foods. Uh, anyway, they they named her as Employee of the Month because it actually ended up because they boycotted them. It actually ended up helping them and boosting yeah, their, their sales. sales skyrocketed. Yeah, actually, we've been looking for some something to buy, but can't find anything in the store. Well, we tried to. Every time we go to the store, he's like, "What's the name of that company?" That I can never remember. That it's Goya <laughs> Foods. Yeah, we're like the anti-boycotters. Whenever the left boycotts something, we go. Oh, we always make a point. It. Yes, we always make a point of actually going to the place of business they're boycotting because, nope. I don't know. It's we live in such a crazy society. I, it's unbelievable. But anyway, go AOC! Yay, you made Goya sales go up. That's awesome. <laughs> even though she's so anti-capitalism, even though which is so funny because she's anti-capitalism, but then she turns around and she sells stuff out of her merch store. Such hypocrisy. But anyway, yeah, we should put some kind of angle on that. Like um, she sells a when she sells a T-shirt for fifty-eight dollars, she should have to give seventy-five percent of that to. Yep. Her competitors or something, just or to be, you know, that'd be to the, the government or wherever she yeah, wants to give like her the, money to. That'd be like the socialist thing to do, there, wouldn't it? Well, yeah, that's what she's all for. So, practice what you preach, princess. You got it. Uh, let's see. I saw this 
pretty disturbing op-ed today that kind of got me fired up. It's called No New White Friends. Why I Have a No New White Friends Rule. (laughs) So apparently she's fed up with white people. I think she's Asian. I think she says that in this article. And she's making it a point of not making any new white friends because of white privilege. Because white people are bad. Is that not the most twisted thing you've ever heard of? What happened to just seeing people as people? She's so tired of white folks. White men, especially. Yeah. See, I that's... rarely friend men because of my quota of white. <laughs> Male friends is full, too. <laughs> She's sexist <laughs> as well. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, she says, but this is mostly directed to white women. It requires so much energy, emotional labor, and investment and years, really, to determine if you're a white person who is trustworthy. What? Are you high? Why would you think that of anybody, let alone white people? Who is this gal? I don't know. Virginia Duan, D-U-A-N. <clears throat> it's, in, it's on Scary Mommy. It's an op-ed. It was published yesterday. What, what is yesterday. Scary Mommy? I don't know. It's some kind of website that's... To be honest, I don't even know. I don't care, but... I just saw it on Twitter, and I had to. You know, oh, I think Matt Walsh, Ma- oh, Matt Walsh, actually said something about it. And that's what um, caught my attention. You know, that's just nuts. This all this race stuff is, to me is just nuts. We're all just we're all just a different shade of tan. We really, bought- there's not white and black. I mean, there's not a black person. There's not a white person. There were just different shades of tan. Just get over it. We've bought into the evil of anti-blackness and have been manipulated and used as a wedge by the real enemy, the lie of white supremacy. We are both oppressed and oppressor. I think she's high. How can you possibly think that about your fellow human? We're human beings. What difference does it make what color you are? Whatever happened to that? Don't you remember as a kid, we were brought up to think to be colorblind. We weren't even, it didn't matter. You're a person and you know, we're don't people. You, don't you think most people are that way? And just, I hope so. Just the, the news and crazy idiots like this are the ones that are trying to, trying to get everybody riled up. Well, I'm a little riled up. I think it's, it is ridiculous. It's ridiculous that she, I don't know. I hope maybe she genuinely thinks this, but I don't know. I find it disturbing. Yeah, it is. I saw this other thing about... Uh, Moving on. <laughs> yeah, your story has become tiresome. It has. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I, just, I really just get sick of stuff like that. I mean, I this, this race stuff is just it, so crazy. It's just, what are you going to do? Ignorant. You can't change people. I mean, that's how they think. That's how they think. I just think it's more sad than anything else that we've gotten... That people are so determined to keep us divided that they continue this crap like this. And it just brings it to the attention to people. And why? <laughs> I mean... What's the point of just other than getting people divided, uh, dividing people? That's the point, I guess, which I just think is sad. But anyway, side note, though, every time I start talking about something he's no longer interested in, he will do this. He will just change the subject or he will sometimes walk away. And I'm like, hi, I'm still still talking here as he walks away. <laughs> I do not. Do yes, that. you do. <laughs> but that's OK. I go off on tangents. I get it. But okay. I just I get passionate about this stuff. So. 
anyway, I, go ahead. I, I'm not that passionate about that. I just think it's it's just ignorant. I'm just I'm passionate about, just, again about the big the big picture. It's just so irrelevant and just anti what's really what people really think especially at least around here i don't think oh i don't give a rip I don't about anybody this girl. that's i don't racist. care about this real, i don't care about her what's, whatsoever ridiculous. i'm looking at the big picture it's, i just i see a trend where this is just making the rounds and it just it's further dividing us by publishing things like this the goal is to divide there's no yeah. other goal well yeah i i just wonder I who, just that, think who that even is and I don't care who she is. My point is the bigger picture, though. Yeah. I feel like there's more and more of this, this right. type of thing going around. That's what that's what makes me angry. Yeah. But anyway, go ahead. Okay, Let's there's this paper else. out there that uh, is um, analyzing the COVID tests, and I knew we get back to COVID eventually. <laughs> and the study shows that between eighty and ninety-seven percent of the positive results are actually false positives. Oh, yeah, I was going to follow this article you linked to. By the way, we have a spreadsheet. We're so fancy. We have a spreadsheet that we share that goes to these articles. That we like. So anyway, I mean, if that's... And apparently how the, the whole test, the COVID test came about was it was one paper published. It was apparently published in 24 hours, not even peer-reviewed or anything. Uh, it's talking about how there was a test available or they, they could produce a test um, that looked for a certain DNA sequence. Yeah, actually, I see the, the paragraph. It, did, it doesn't even step. look for the it doesn't even look for the virus. It looks for a sequence of DNA, and that's why there's so many false positive tests out there. Up to eighty to even ninety-seven percent false positives. It doesn't even find the virus. It just finds a sequence of dna hmm. that's pretty crazy the paper that this article is referencing it's eurosurveillance.org apparently this is where this study is located it was published 24 hours after it was submitted to eurosurveillance clearly evading peer review what and that and based upon that paper is how they came up wow. with the the yeah. covid tests the pcr covid test which it, is you, which is the one that's primarily used. It provided the recipe or workflow for the COVID-19 diagnostic test quickly applied all over the world after it was accepted as the standard of testing by the WHO. Wow. That's hard to believe. That is hard to believe that they that they did it without a peer review, they did it so quickly. That's kind of scary that the entire world the plan was based on that. And now come to find out, it sounds like it was faulty because nobody took the time to really. So, in other words, if uh, if this is true, that there's 80 to 97 percent false positive results on the testing, all this crazy testing that's going on. That means that the the death rate numbers that are being published on the CDC website are wrong and would be a lot higher than what's being published published i mean as much as almost a hundred percent higher hundred times higher which is scary honestly because i mean we don't tell you this to alarm you or anything but it, it does make you wonder just how much we're being told is true i just think they don't know they have no idea they, i mean i think they're making it up this, as they go along you know, this is not the first virus that's ever come around it just it seems like this whole thing has just been so 
it's like they don't know what they're doing. There's been other diseases before. You know, how can they be so screwed up? So this guy, this Dr. Corbett says, so the bottom line is there's no viral isolate to validate what they were doing. The PCR products of the amplification didn't correspond to any viral isolate at that time. I'm not real sure what that means. I call it that, donut ring science. But, there is nothing at the center of it. It's all about code, genetics, nothing to do with reality or the actual person, the patient. Right. It doesn't actually test for the virus. It just tests for like a, a hint of the virus or something. That's crazy. He says this never happens. Uh, it takes months to get a review done. They turned this around in 24 hours. It was waved through. It was not peer review. There's no standard operational procedure for this test. There's major and minor concerns about this paper, and we go through it all here. It should be retracted. If they retract it, it means the whole thing falls to bits. The, the whole edifice collapses. It's a house of cards built on sand, and we've just moved the sand. The whole testing, wow. all the testing was based upon that one paper. That's insane. I should really give this to my doctor because he was, we kind of talked about it the other day in our little group luncheon and he looked at me like I had two heads and I, I think I'm going to submit that. I'm going to give this to him and see so he can look at it. Cause he's, what, what's the source of this? Um, scientist I am text. trying to look at the source of things a lot more. Well, yeah, just, obviously we should definitely, but it was a study through the eurosurveillance.org is where the paper is called Detection of 2019 Novel Coronavirus. That's where the pub paper, paper was published, apparently? Uh, Appar- I the first think paper that so. all this testing is based upon? I don't know for sure. Yeah. I don't know. We'd have to do a little back, little research I think on that's that. What, I think that's what it's saying. Yeah. Kind of like, you know, they publish studies in mm-hmm. the Nature Journal, in the Scientific American. Right. Whatever. Speaking of COVID... Um, did you guys did you guys see that um, restaurant owner in California? That was another story that caught my eye this past week. Her her she was the owner of Pineapple Hill Saloon and Grill in California. I'm not sure whereabouts, but she they were another lockdown, of course, because it's California and California's crazy about control and keeping their people super fearful, <clears throat> but. She was, she made a video because she's outraged that date in order for her to keep her business open in any capacity whatsoever, she, she spent a hundred thousand dollars, I believe, to make this really nice outdoor seating place for her, her customers. And then she was told, no, you can't use that. It's too dangerous. You can't have people sit outside in your nice little, even though she's spaced tables apart, she followed guidelines, mask required unless you're eating, blah, blah, blah. It's outside, by the way. Keep that in mind. And then across the street, literally across the street, several tents were erected just like hers, exactly like hers, actually, with tables spaced out and everything. And there were several tents in a row. They set this up for a film crew that was coming in to make some kind of movie or whatever they were doing. And that was okay because they were essential workers. And she made a video. She was just like, this is so unfair, so hypocritical. Someone needs to stand up and do something. But she was so impassioned and she was so adamant. It brought tears to my eyes. I felt so sorry for her. I cried. I did too. It was very sad. It's just wrong what is happening. All these shutdowns, you know, it's just, it's just wrong. Like gym owners. Aren't, aren't allowed to open their gyms, restaurants. 
Curfews. Explain curfew to me. Why? I guess COVID, uh, 10 o'clock, why? COVID goes rampant, why? apparently. I mean, that, that, that I, this makes no it makes sense no sense whatsoever. whatsoever to, to say you have to shut your restaurant down at 10 o'clock. Restaurant owners are already having trouble making ends meet. Well, let's see. I have and, some statistics for you I mean, just not that. the restaurant owners, the employees that work at the restaurants, too. You know, think about that for a second. Nearly 20%. 20% of America's restaurants have closed permanently because of the lockdowns and another estimated 10,000 will close before this pandemic is over. The government has decimated this industry. That is wrong and it's evil. And I can't believe people are not getting upset about that. That is, that's, it's evil. There, yeah, there, there's going to be, I mean, there's there's a lot of desperate people out there, and there's going to be more and more with the new lockdowns that are that are being instituted. And another question I have about this whole COVID mess, kind of a side note from the disease itself. Again, why do politicians, arguably the most non-essential members of our society, suddenly get to decide who is and isn't essential? Why isn't some? Why are people outraged about that? And basically, they're telling you you're not important. You are. You're you're okay, but you're not important. You can't do anything. No, you're fine. Every, every company is essential. Every, every job, job is essential. Is essential That's to how, that person who has the job. It's how you make your living. It's essential to you. It's crazy. And another tweet that caught my eye. I've had enough of journalists saying folks lost their jobs, got evicted, etc., because of COVID. Not true. These things happen because of short-sighted, brutal lockdowns. Place the blame where it belongs. The disease didn't do this. Your government did. I thought that was a great tweet. And it's so true. And I get so irritated when they're all like, oh, the economy is in bad shape. What are we going to do? What's in bad shape? Because you made it that way, dumbass. Do you, <laughs> I get do you, so pissed off hmm. about this stuff. Do you, do you read a lot of tweets? <laughs> I don't. I try to ignore tweets. Well... Let's put it this way. I, I'm not a big fan of Twitter, but I do follow a lot of conservative speakers. And they, they, they help. banned a guy while he was testifying. I know. It's I, I am not gonna watch I, I try to avoid Twitter. I I I like to follow the conservative ones that have the yeah. the good things to say because it kind of motivates me, it kind of inspires and, me. And I guess that's how President it's really like the only way President Trump was able to get his right. message out until they started banning him too. That's exactly why he used Twitter, because he couldn't rely on the mainstream media to report accurately. So the only way he felt like he could do that was to go on Twitter, which, of course, made everybody mad. Um, okay, so the um, <clears throat> the conjunction between Jupiter and Saturn is still going on until the, the 21st is when it peaks. And it's supposed to get within, like, one or two degrees of one another in the sky. You're going to have to explain what that means to me. I don't know what that means. That Jupiter and Saturn are getting very, 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 very close to each other in the sky. Why? It's just how, just like the planet rotation, just how oh. it just looks. You know, just every 20 years, they get really close. Really? And they haven't been this close for 800 years. Oh, my gosh. And they won't be this close again for, I think, 120 years. So we might be able to see the next one in 120 <laughs> years. <laughs> but... Yeah. Uh, wow, that's pretty this, impressive. Yeah, it hasn't been this close in. It won't be this close for another 120 years. And it hasn't been this close. Peak? The 21st. 21st. Huh. So it's it's in the that's south. Cool. 
the southwest sky just shortly mm. after, usually shortly after, uh, not sh- usually, but every night, right after sunset, mm. you'll if you look up in the southwest, you'll see a bright star. That's Jupiter, and then right next to it is Saturn. And well, they there get, you they're going to be getting closer and closer and closer till the 21st, so you should check that out. There you go, astronomers. You, yeah, unless you want to wait for 20 years to see the next time that it happens. How are we doing on time? We're way over time. Are we way over time? <laughs> yeah. Okay. But there's, oh. there's going to be some editing. Oh. <laughs> well, that's, that's fine. Okay, so I bought this book called Questions for Couples Journal. I know he's going to be sitting over here rolling his eyes at me in a minute because he hates when I do this. But I think it will be fun to kind of answer some of these questions. And I'd like to actually write some of these down just to kind of leave it for our kids and grandkids someday to read over. If we ever have grandkids, I'm not going to hold my breath on that. We'll be lucky if we get a grand puppy. <laughs> exactly. All right, let's ask two questions because we are running out of time and I appreciate you guys' patience for listening. All right, what about your partner inspired you to want to get to know them better when you first met? First of all, we met at the bank. We both were tellers at a bank. And I I thought you were cute. That's what caught my attention, obviously, because you were very cute. And he was very much in demand at the bank because he was one of the few males that worked there and all the girls had crushes on him. And so I thought, oh, there's no way he's going to be interested in me. So yeah, for I, me, I, played I was a, it, I played it cool. I, I guess I was probably what twenty or something. No, I was no, older than you that. were older than that. 20, twenty-two or twenty-three, mid mid twenties, working at a bank with mostly girls. Yeah, it was it was pretty. Which you must have I loved it because you you've had a girlfriend since you were in second grade. So yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you always tell me that you had a girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so what inspired you to want to get to know me better? It's that's X-rated. <laughs> oh my gosh! No, oh gross, Kevin. <laughs> Are you sure it wasn't my bubbly personality? Because remember, we would kind of clash clash heads a couple times over some things. I think you. you know what? I think you. I think you were challenging to me because you would. That's exactly what I was going to say. I mean, sometimes we would work together, and you. I would say, can you? you need to do the city utility payments this way. And you'd be sitting over there like fiddling around with them. It's like, what is she doing? I told you know her what, what to I was do. Doing? I was reading the instructions. Cause they, I remember this, they were on the wall. They were taped on the I wall. I told you what to do. And I was reading it step by step because I thank you for your input, but there the instructions are right there. I'm going to figure this out on my own. I'm not going to have someone do my thinking for me. <laughs> Actually, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't really want to get to know you better at first because you had a lot of baggage and I was concerned. I didn't want to be pulled into that baggage. So I was very cautious and he pretty much pursued me and broke me down. (laughs) (laughs) I think he's probably regretting that decision today. (laughs) All right. Here's another one. Describe your dream house. Is it big or small in a city or somewhere somewhere rural? I never really thought about this. It would be nice to have a, a brick house. We don't live in a brick house right now, um, and it would nice to be nice to have a basement. We don't have a basement. I, I think the only thing really about this house that that I would like to have would be a basement. Yeah. And maybe a little bit bigger, like a workshop or something in the back. Yeah. But. I have that across the street. You do. We technically have two houses. <laughs> <laughs> we we just have a rental house across We're, the street that my uncle lives in. Yeah. So, so 
you know, we have that available too. Well, right? and there's a story behind that rental house. Tell everybody why you wanted to buy that rental house or buy that house across the street when it went on auction, went to auction. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I just like to control things a little bit more. And I, I sit at my <laughs> at the breakfast table and I can see that house. <laughs> right. when and I could just see it sort of like deteriorating yeah. every day. And it came up for sale and it's like, okay. And it, also at that time, my parents needed yeah. a place. Right. And I thought that would be great for them. Yeah. Cause we can keep an and eye on them. That right didn't work out, but, but it didn't right. work out for my uncle. So, right. Anyway. But, but to go back to that story though, it actually went on, went up for auction and you lost the bid. Yeah. I, I was actually, it, the, the estate had an auction for the house and I bid on it, but I didn't get it at the auction. But then the guy ended up selling it two weeks later and oh, my I was birthday, able to, by the way. I was able to get it then. Because Becky was happy birthday. I bought you a house. I was like, oh, great. That's awesome. So you wouldn't say this is your dream house overall? Uh, no, not necessarily. Because I, I think br- a, a brick house, house, you know, with the basement. A big house or a small house? A, a little bit bigger, maybe. Why? Just for, you know, all of our family get-togethers and things. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, all of our grandchildren. Oh, yeah. All our grandpuppies. Anyway, okay, we probably should wrap this up, huh? Is it about that Let's time? Let's keep going. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, we probably should wrap it up. All right. All right. Well, thanks for listening to us. Sorry I got so worked up, but I get worked up over this stuff. I'm sorry. I can't help you have it. You to watch your language. Hey, I, I have very strong opinions. <laughs> I'm very opinionated. I can't help myself. But I'm not like that crazy organ teacher, so don't worry about that. I won't. All right. Lose my head over rage or anything. all right thanks guys thanks for listening we'll talk to you next time bye